The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello! Today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Emily Monquie from Emily's Notebook about the things that she's been doing in her email marketing. And hopefully, along this little journey and ride we're going to take together, get some inspiration for what we can all be doing in our email marketing too. Love all of this. If you want to keep this conversation going after the episode and ask questions about what Emily did and how that might apply to your business, come and hang out in our free Facebook group. It's called the Email Marketing Show Community because it's a community about the email marketing show. There's thousands of small business owners just like us and you in there talking about email marketing every day, asking questions, getting stuck in. Just head over to Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show Community. We'll get you approved. You'll be in the group. We'll be in the group. It'll be a lovely time. He smuggled some fake cocaine through airport security. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he wants to kill his robo-hoover, don't we all? It's psychological mind reader, Kennedy. Okay, fake cocaine, security, what the hell have you been doing? I did that thing in my show for a while where I had somebody had a bag of what they thought was cocaine. It was actually just flour in a little bag. Uh Um, and then I left it in like one of the many pouches that you get in the in the wheelie hand luggage bags. I bought that fancy hand luggage bag in Vegas. Uh-huh. I left it in one of the many pockets in that and then um, <laughs> carried on with my life forgetting it was there and then had to fly somewhere and uh, just left it and uh, nobody flagged anything up. We went straight through security, little bag of flour. There you go. Straight through. So Sniffer, uh, <laughs> Sniffer dogs, they love drugs. They love drugs. Like <laughs> <laughs> smells like a Victoria sponge in here. I'm always amused, right? Because I've always wanted one of these robot hoovers and never bought one. And then you bought one and it talks to you a bit. It's a bit chatty, isn't it, yours? And it is so a bit chatty. We can have different house. modes. And I've got the Jeeves mode on. He's like, well, I guess I should get to work. And, and, and things. <laughs> Why I'll... do you want to kill it? Because I'm always amused when I come to your house, how it gets like stuck behind things. He's a twat, like... basically. <laughs> But what happens is, is you'll go, oh, I'm stuck. And you go running downstairs. My leg is stuck. My leg. And I'm sort of down there. Says. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. My leg appears to be stuck. And so I run down the stairs. And he's not. He's carrying on. Or he's gone under the dining table, but on his way under, has moved the chair leg. So he's trapped himself. He's just basically a dick. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's just don't get a robo hoover. It's a terrible idea. Hello, every week on this show, we show you how to make more sales and earn more money from your email subscribers. We talk about email marketing strategy, psychology, tactics, and share what's working right now to make more sales online, making you the email marketing hero of your business. With a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday, make sure you do hit the subscribe button on your podcast player or else, you know, you'll just regret it forever forever one day in the distant future people are like i used to listen to those two dead canny lads about email marketing and then years have gone by and all i'm doing now is listen to this this crap podcast that's boring and crap yeah and take a photo or a screenshot as you're listening to this share it on social media tag us at rob and kennedy we'd love to know what episodes you are listening to we would we would rob we're joined by emily today hi emily welcome to the email marketing show thanks for joining us Hello, hello, hello. How can I follow up with an introduction like that, folks? It was brilliant. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, you're welcome. Tell us, first of all, um, in case anybody doesn't know you, uh, what is your business? What does your business actually do? So I teach people to draw. So step by step, 
anyone who has always been fascinated with learning to draw, I teach you how to do it. But with a particular emphasis on supporting your well-being and integrating a drawing habit into your day. That's what I do in a nutshell. So basically, cool. so, I, the only drawn idea was that doodle when you're on the, on the hold, on hold to the gas, people. You're just like, I just draw like noughts and crosses. And annoyingly, or you draw like Mr. I, Messy from the Mr. Men's series. No, I draw noughts and little... crosses, but I realised at the end of it, I've lost this. <laughs> but you know what? That's technically mark making. So you are in the first stages of learning to draw when you are you mark making. I think I thought that's what a dog did when it sort of pisses <laughs> on a tree near the house. Mo- that's module one. Let's do module two. We'll be, we'll be done with this by the end. Of it. <laughs> so uh, what's the? Um, I think that's great. I, lo- I love the fact you teach people how to draw because I, I I feel like I can't draw for toffee. So that's uh, it gives me hope and also the mindfulness element of it, the well being. I love that. When you're doing this, Emily, do you do that? Is this a is this courses? This is a membership. What's the sort of format you're teaching? So interestingly, and I I think we'll probably discuss this in a little bit, but uh, I've gone through a process of high level ticket, high ticket offer. Yes. In a course format. And it's now evolving into a membership because I have over 8,000 subscribers now um, in just under a year who have started to kind of get involved in learning to draw. Wow. So my business is evolving and I have you two to thank for that, actually. So, um, oh. yeah. Love it. Aren't we lovely? That's amazing. Though. Well, seriously, though, well done. That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, it's, there's a massive demand for it. Huge, because we've all been so disconnected from our creativity. Traditionally, kind of, and culturally, you you are great at this thing at school, and then suddenly you're taught to go and get a proper job or do a proper degree and stop drawing on the walls. Yeah, it kind of becomes a hobby, and if we treat it like a hobby, it's not part of our creative reasoning and evolution as human beings. So there's a really deep rooted psychological. Um, connection to be had with people on this particular issue, for sure. I love it. Now, obviously, your journey as a business predates uh, email marketing heroes. So let's talk about, like, at what point in your journey did you get started with doing email marketing specifically? Okay, so um, in 2018, my divorce started. 2019, I was a mess. I started to draw. Drawing pulled me out of it. 20 minutes of drawing a day. I worked as a director in a government position. So I've always been involved in public sector community regeneration in my career. And overnight it all changed, life collapsed, started my creative journey. And every single day I started drawing to the point at which I then decided, hey, I wanna do this as a career. And Emily's Notebook launched and um, I put out a free event, which is still running every week. I run free events. And 10 people showed up and I started communicating with them. Um, My email journey was pretty shocking, actually, before I found you guys. Once a week, it was sporadic. um, And ironically, I worked in community regeneration for the government. So I did a lot of face-to-face work. I built communities on the ground. I looked at Zooming, jumping in and supporting them. When it comes to the online space, though, we have this mental block when it comes to community building, right? Mm. So my community building was dire online. And I thought I needed to do that in a face-to-face live context every week. Not so, as you know. Mm. So when I came to you once a week, I would email somebody if, if they were lucky. It was very random. It was very unfocused. There was no call to action in it. And 
when I came to you guys, oh my goodness, your first sequence of tasks was like stepping into the light, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah, it was a really busy month for me when I met you, actually. And I was I was as resentful as I was elated that I had met you. (laughs) You threw up up all these new kind of, oh my goodness, what does that mean? Where do I need to go for that? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, look at the result I got with that email. How come? Why? (laughs) I love it. So yeah, there is definitely a before and an after to this story. And And what do you think was the biggest, your biggest barrier to like, making email work for you like what was that thing that was standing in your way I think it was around believing an email was going to be opened and that I could connect to someone through it up Mm. until that point I thought I've got to do social media I've got to hit the I've got to hit insta I've got to be doing ding ding I've got to be looking you know sexy and all this sort of stuff and doing my socials But actually, and how can I do that on an email that people might not open, Mm. right? So um, I think the biggest barrier was a psychological one for me. Did I believe that I could, did I believe I could connect with someone in this format? Mm. Mm. So, so yeah, now I do, by the way, I'm, I'm a believer. (laughs) Everyone, everyone thinks their business is different, right? My audience won't open emails because my audience is my audience and they're people with heads and faces and brains and things. Everyone thinks that their audience is is different. So you've already kind of touched on it a little bit. I just want to go a bit deeper. Um, Mm -hmm. Talk a bit more about what your email really looked like before you started doing the stuff that we shared, before you started making some of those changes you just talked about. So you've, you've gone into a little bit, just explain a bit more. I think I was throwing the kitchen sink at everybody all the time when I did communicate with them. Um, and I wasn't, and I didn't connect with my audience in my emails. So I wasn't understanding what their challenges were or or creating an environment that was a conversation, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, let me throw this at you and hope to God it sticks. A bit like boiling spaghetti and throwing it against the wall and hoping for the very best. Um, so, so and, and it showed in my results, right? I didn't have a consistent revenue from them and I didn't, um, I couldn't see the results. I didn't know what people thought to it. So um, there were quite a few things that immediately, you know, I could change about that um, in terms of the structure, in terms of, you know, consistency is I think the lifeblood of most businesses at every single level. Mm, I think you're right. So, so when you were doing emails, how often were you emailing your list? I think if they were lucky, it was once a week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that, that um, consistency wasn't there. And what kind of stuff were, were you putting in those emails where you said, I felt like I was throwing the kitchen sink at them? Like, what were you putting in those emails? Do you remember? Yeah, so I do. So when I first set up, I didn't know I was going to run a business teaching drawing when right. I first set up. I wanted to share what I was doing for free essentially so I had a blog and I had um a free event every week and I had a sign up page on my website that people could then kind of get on the email subscription list yeah so I would say hello this week I've been thinking about blah and I would send them a link to my blog post article that they could read and off they would go and they would read it um uh then I would say you know come to my event next week 
Um, so I would either have no particular call to action or direction or strategy, mm. but then um, would also not have a call to action in it at all. Right. So there was there was it was it was very very random. And yeah. and was this all just live emails? There was no automations at all. No, was... no my goodness, what the heck? And then I <laughs> met you. That's why I resented you because I was like. Oh, but my email system doesn't do this. I'm going to have to go and find an email system to do that. And just on that, I just have to say, because a couple of uh, months ago, you made an amazing introduction for me through the league. And I think, and I know I'm probably jumping ahead, but while I'm here, I just want to say big thanks for that because um, I think the league, what is phenomenal about it is not just the content stuff. That's great. But it's about the community within your community, right? So, um, the people you know, the experts you have, um, is just so fundamental to my to my own success here as well. So big thanks for that. You made oh, some great introductions. Of course, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so let's talk about it. You get inside the league. You're annoyed with us and <laughs> delighted because you've got all this crap to do. What was the first? <laughs> what was the first change you made? I changed the footer on my email. Yeah, to that's the signature for signature things. Right. So I did the free stuff going up to the live stuff but sorry the free stuff going up to the paid stuff mm. and it worked people click on it like what the heck how come people are clicking on a footer when you've got like this amazing me to email up upstairs and you're getting all these clicks down below so i was like okay so that is now an integrated every single part of my email is in there everything it's always in there I love it. Love it. So just to put a button thing. on that, put a button on that. Basically, one of the first things, the first thing actually on our success track, I think, is basically saying stick this in every email you've got. That way, even if you've got no particular way of making an offer, there's a bunch of things that people can go and do. So that if they enjoyed the email, they can go and check that stuff out. It turns every email into a sales email. So you, you start putting the super signature in. Yeah. It's our version of a super signature. You start getting people to click on stuff, buy and stuff. So you've done the super signature bit. I love that. What happened next? Um, so I then, um, I then went back to everybody and said, sorry, I've not been in touch. So that was the revival campaign, right? So that was, um, what, you know, how are you doing? Or I boot them off because they didn't, um, they didn't engage with me. So I took it step by step by step as you recommended. Yeah. So you and cleaned up the up, list and got rid of anybody who just had moved yeah. on and, and wasn't interested anymore just to make sure you're, people you were emailing. Uh, were the ones who wanted to hear it and are going to open yes. and, and, and get delivered totally. to them. I like that. Totally. Um, and then I thought, do you want the next step or or do yeah. you want... Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. And then, so so my business at the time, it's slightly changing now, was uh, selling a high ticket offer. So for, for those of you that might be listening that are coaches or educators that have live launches two or three times a year, that's the methodology that I was employing. So I would then implement campaigns in the lead up to launching a course. So I would use your overture campaign, for example. Uh, I've used three or four of them actually on a regular basis. I've just tweaked them a little bit. Nice. Uh, put my own uh, kind of spin on it. That's and- what you should be doing, yeah. And um, they've worked, and I still don't know why they work. Actual mind messing. It is. It's like I still don't get it. Like I'm right in the middle of an overture campaign, and we're on day three, and I have made um, 38 sales as a result of this email just like doing its thing while I 
piddle about having coffee and chatting to you no I don't just piddle about my day is quite busy but, <laughs> but you're focused on the delivery and the stuff that you want right, to do I guess right, rather right, than right. on, on marketing and sales it's a fantastic lever and it's so it's so gentle and it's so peaceful because you set it up once and you just let it run you don't have the chaos of I gotta do that gotta post this and I gotta you know you've got like that okay I got this because I you know I can put this into a strategy Mm. so that that was a bit of um that was the bit I resented and loved at the same time because um you know you you give people structure and I don't think people necessarily think email is about structure Mm. and consistency Yeah, and if you get so, those two things down, it really works. Um, can we talk a little bit about the impact this has made on revenue and sales? Because uh, I think there, nobody, not many of us. I mean, Rob actually would still write emails uh, every day, even if he wasn't making sales, because he, he loves the the catharsis of it. I think. But um, what? How has it? How has it affected you in terms of the business and the sales that this has made from before, before picture, your after picture? What impact this had? Okay, in the last week, I have just changed my business model. I'll come and talk to you about that in a minute. Sure. But live launching and selling my high-priced courses, I would do two or three times a year. And I've got some data here for you because on the 26th of January, I emailed you and said, guys, thank you so much. In four days, I made £8,000 through the Overture campaign. Great. But what I didn't go back and tell you was what I had made after seven. Oh. So I made £11,673 <laughs> after seven days using your overture campaign. But I started a, your Black Friday mm-hmm. campaign. Mm-hmm. That, um, I had a Black Friday week, so I was determined to sell every day. Mm-hmm. In November, the, the before November 22, um, I made around £5,600 just from five days worth of using your email. Amazing, amazing. (laughs) So I was like, oh my goodness, this is insane. How can I do this every day? Mm. So my business model in the last two weeks has shifted to starting to work towards doing this every day, all day. I'm a long way off, but my high ticket offer has now turned into a membership model mm-hmm. wow. and okay. um, a self-liquidating offer. Okay. So I'm combining my high ticket with my self-liquidating and I'm using an email campaign. I'm kind of trying to work out the email campaign structure for that. Sure. So we are in, now in week one using your overture sequence. Just set this all up. I love it. I love it. This is so good. And we haven't heard those numbers before. That's uh, obviously gets us a little bit emotional, but more than a little that's, bit. That's really all from like, that's all from like two campaigns, realistically. Like yeah. there's, there's 40 yeah. of them in the league, at the, or more than that at this point. Um, I love it. So how do you feel about your email marketing at this point compared to, you know, when you first came in and what you were doing at the time and how you felt about it then? You are like, um, your the subscription to you guys is like the first thing in my monthly kind of, outgoings right I am just so glad so my emails now that there's a couple of things that I want to say about this first of all community building um this has helped me build my community in a much more real way I don't sometimes understand some of the psychology that you use or implement but the interaction that I'm now getting with my community means that 
it happens very privately inside my own space. It doesn't happen on socials. I don't have a massive following, but I have grown my email following to just over 8,000 now. Um, So that's the first thing. The second thing, um, I mentioned it earlier, you connected me to Jason from um, NurtureKit. He's a ConvertKit expert. One of the things Um, And a challenge, actually, is whilst I love the content, I am not technologically advanced whatsoever. I draw with a pencil and a piece of paper (laughs) and the tech can sometimes overwhelm me. But you guys have shown me and connected me to somebody that can support me do that. So that's been amazing. Um, And uh, I have also started to learn about sequencing and tags and um strategizing in my business very differently you're the hub I think of a lot of the stuff that I now implement on a day-to-day basis it's like an emergency service isn't it in terms of building a business and there are so many different facets and strategies and so many balls to juggle right so that whole communicating with my community is is the is the fundamental bit that you guys do really well and, and and in terms of how you felt about email marketing before implementing it and doing it this way, how did you feel before? How do you feel now? How how have those feelings around just email marketing specifically changed? I'm really excited by it. I really look forward to thinking about well, what can I say about this that I know that's an issue? Mm. And also, you know what? We often think these things are so rigid, but this is a re- this is so creative because mm. you can do so much. You can you can do questionnaires and surveys that then help shape how you communicate moving forward. So I think I'm excited about this being another extension to the creativity that I already have in my business. You know, it's as creative as my drawing because I get to drop into your inbox. If you want to see more, I can then drop into yours further or later on today. I can, you know, do so many different things and send you on so many wonderful journeys inside my world through kind of this marketing approach. I just now have to work out how do I scale? How do I how do I completely make those kinds of figures every single day? Sure. Yeah. It's doable, right? And the great news is you've built a system now that you can just put you know you're building the system through email. You can just put more and more people into and it scales beautifully as your as your audience grows, as everything you're doing grows. So for listeners who are listening to this now, what one action would you say has had the most impact on your email? I swore. What would, you, what would you tell question. somebody you go and do? Like, what would you say? You should go do this. Well, like, other what? than sign up to you guys. That's not an allowed answer. No, I know. I get that. But I do think it's a viable one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that genuinely. Um, I think the first thing I would say is really think about um, growing your email marketing list. So, so it's almost not so much the content, but it's about paying attention to who you have on the books per se, mm. because there's still a lot of, uh, well, that's a pre-pre-step, right? There's a lot of people that are depending still on the socials, but the email is like gold, you know, and I would then, I would then look at the onboarding, like, how do you communicate with your audience from the get-go? That would be my first 
that initial point. relationship with them. I love it. Yeah. And just before I let you go, would, can you tell me a bit about some people feel like that email marketing is going to end up, like if they start studying and start implementing it, it's going to end up taking over their entire life. How do you feel in terms of the balance of how much time you spend doing email marketing versus all the other things you have to do as a business, all the things you enjoy in your business? Do you feel like it takes over? No. I almost think, oh, I should have spent more time doing that because, you know, like some of your emails, like three or four sentences done, right? So it doesn't take me long and it can be built into a structure. I think it takes me less time to do an email than social media, honestly. Um, You can tell I'm not a social media fan, but (laughs) I think, think, um, yeah, it's, it's not difficult at all. And once you know what you want to sell and how to build it out, you treat it as part of your sales team. Yeah, I love it. Sure. I love it. If people want to find out more about you and everything that you're doing and uh, Emily's Notebook, tell us, where do we go? You can go to um, my website, which is emilysnotebook.co.uk. You can check it out there. I love Huge it. shout out for everything you've been doing because at the end of the day, the resources don't mean anything unless people do stuff with them and you've done loads of stuff with them and you're doing more. So uh, massive pat on the back for all Thank of that you. stuff. It's um, flipping much. amazing to watch the journey. You've changed so much for me. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, before we end the episode, we're going to go to this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Robert, what has it got? It's the words, I'm leaving, and a full stop on the end. Um, all right. It's just got all that, like, what's that mean? Is he leaving the business? What's going on? It's got lots of curiosity packed into it. What's he leaving? Why is he leaving? When's he leaving? Please, will he leave? Who's yeah, he I'm leaving? leaving. <laughs> Who's he leaving? It's just, I'm leaving. I love it. That's this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Well, a massive thank you to Emily to jo- for joining us on the podcast. And hopefully you got some inspiration from that. I just absolutely love, uh, love hearing that story. If you want to hear more about the kind of stuff that Emily's doing, have access to the same resources, the same tools, the same strategies that we were talking about. Uh, Emily's just picking up, implementing in her own way. Go to theleaguemembership.com, theleaguemembership.com. You can check out all of the details there we are going to be back next week with another brand spanking new episode talking more stuff about email marketing psychology and making more sales online so make sure you do hit subscribe on your podcast player to make sure you don't miss a thing and we'll see you then cheers Ta-ra.